Welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and as always, I'm here with... Elizabeth Helley. And... Tyler Hymanson. We're in space this week. <laughs> Coming to you live from space. space. <laughs> Coming in loud and clear from command. Is that your John Lovitz impression? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) It's not quite the same, but... It's where balloons go! (laughs) Oh my god. This week, we're wrapping up the Brave Little Toaster series BLT! BLT! (laughs) Bacon, lettuce, tomato... With bread from a toaster. Oh! Oh! Bringing it back. Uh, Brave Little Toaster goes to Mars. The final chapter in the toaster series. It does. It goes to Mars. <laughs> I mean, it is an inanimate object. Gender neutral appliances. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what do we feel? Do we feel like that uh, it's, a- it's a toaster's a boy? Toy Stewart's a boy. <laughs> I mean, in all the trailers, they're like, the brave little toaster and his friends go yeah. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, um, yeah, so uh, if you guys listened to last week's. We didn't really talk about this much, but the trailer for To the Rescue is like, the final adventure of the brave little toaster and his friends. Um, And so let's just talk about that real briefly here. These movies, To the Rescue and Ghost to Mars, were produced at the same time, but released in a different order. It seems like this, this one had to come afterwards, but it seems like if they were produced at the same time, they cut it as such. Where it's like, all right, well, we know that we're introducing these characters, so... They were released in the UK first, in the correct order. And then in the US, they were released, like, I think that, that they were so just wait, like, Mars oh, was released first in the UK? No, no, in the US, the Mars was released yeah. first. That's By one year. Sense. Which makes no sense. Wittgenstein is, like, a major yeah. plot point. Ratso and Wit- Wittgenstein make no sense. They so. were, you know, just throwing these out to the people. They're like, people want toaster movies! <laughs> Nah, they don't care what order they're in. Yeah. Give them to them. Yeah. 1920s. Get your toaster movie. Get your toaster movie. Anyways. Um, so, yeah. So, I guess, yeah. Wait. So, the trailer <laughs> says the trailer says that Brave Little Toaster the Rescue is the final adventure. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what it said last week. Did you so even listen you, to the episode? So, you're saying that they have <laughs> that they have a baby. If you're going in that order... Then they have a baby out of wedlock, and then they get married <laughs> after they go to college. Right. <laughs> I think they're just saying like, "Oh, and now here's a prequel from before." Yeah, they didn't even. They don't. There's no mention. They, they don't care about that shit. They're just like, "This one came they're out just last." Like, so here's it's, some It's the objects. final one. Whatever. Well, Who cares? let's see what this trailer has to say. Get ready to boldly go where no appliance has gone before. Ready for blast off? Ready! Disney invites you back with all your favorite friends in a brand new movie coming to video May 1998. We're about to be boosted into hyperspace! The Brave Little Toaster goes to Mars. Mars! It's the story of a daring rescue. It's up to us to see that no trouble comes to the little master. And this time, they'll have to make it home by breakfast. Are we there yet? Head it, boys! Discover the true meaning of friendship and loyalty with Lampy, Kirby, Radio, Blanky, and the brave one himself. The Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars. An all-new movie, landing only on video. The penultimate adventure. <laughs> uh, I mean, if this is going to be the last adventure, uh, going to space is a pretty good one. That's a good. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's the final frontier. That this is even like the title of this movie, or the, then this one is based on a book. Like the to the rescue was all made up by screenwriters. This one's Clearly. actually like Thomas M. Dish actually wrote a book about the toaster going to Mars, which is insane. Yeah. But that there is crazy. Goes. But but speaking of the final frontier, I want to get this out early. Oh yes, please do. And that we have uh, we're con- continuing our long tradition of <laughs> beloved actors doing their final roles before <laughs> they die as voices in forgotten sequels for a beloved animated <laughs> so, cast. Yes. So sad. <laughs> so sad. Because uh at some point in this movie, uh, we'll get into it later because actually this is one of the ideas I like in the movie. Mm-hmm. We have the voice of DeForest Kelly, who is Bones, Bones. Uh, from the original Star Trek film. Yep. Uh, makes an appearance in this film. And it's a fun tie back to uh, uh, Jimmy Stewart in Fievel Goes West. 
as his final role. Also, Thurl Ravenscroft. Yeah, it's Thurl Ravenscroft's uh, final role. His um, this, this one was movie a killer. came out in 1998. <laughs> well, no, I mean he didn't, this movie was a killer. <laughs> he didn't die until 2005. So his wife passed away in 1999. His wife June, and he, then he pretty much retired. So this was his last role other than he kept doing Tony the Tiger until 2002. And then he died in 2005. Okay, fair enough. So it's kind of sad. But yeah, so this is his last other non-commercial performance. Yeah. So if you're having Frosted Flakes now, not authentic. Spit (laughs) them out. Actually, I was reading that they a lot of the uh, Frosted Flakes commercials just reuse his old recordings. <gasps> that makes sense. Like yeah. sometimes this other guy does it when it's new stuff, but like the main they're great is still him. Hashtag Ghost Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we started off on a bummer, let's get <laughs> I back know, to. Oh, it's only gonna get worse. Right. Trust me. Just wait for the child star check in. Okay. Oh no. Oh, God. <laughs> So this movie starts in space. Yeah, Eric Lloyd lives in Glendale. Uh, no, not that. <laughs> We've got space music that sounds like it's straight out of Star Trek. <laughs> it was actually DeForest Kelly's flashlight. <laughs> That's fucked up. I did like that this had like an establishing credits sequence. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I was like, oh, this mood. movie is already more interesting than the last one. I'm going to say overall, and I, I just out the gate, I like this one better than to the rescue Ooh, interesting take i I have to think about it i may agree with you i'm gonna have things to say later okay so (laughs) when we finally get to the house with all the uh appliances the the how domestic life that she spoke of in the previous i was like oh man this the every movie like ends with them in the car and the next one starts with them in the car (laughs) it's like almost the same thing the the movie they're not in the car but um it's after we get this like establishing space scene. It's like the car driving down the road again, just like in the other movies. Is there a classic song playing? No, not until later. Okay, later they play like I like, like bread, bread and butter. So yeah, toaster. you know how I said that I thought I had seen one of the sequels. It turns out all that I've seen is this bread and butter song. <laughs> and, and so I thought that I had seen one of the sequel movies, but really I'm pretty sure what I saw was an interstitial on Disney Channel that oh, was God. a music video of just bread and butter <laughs> and just like the appliances dancing. Because my brother used to sing that all the time regarding Brave Little Toaster. And so oh, I was yeah. like, so I, I thought it was going to be know the what? last I movie. I absolutely remember this as well now because I used what? to sing that song. Yeah, and because like, oh, that's so funny because it's about bread and butter and toast and jam and the so, toast. In fact, that's the only line of the song they use over and as, over. And as over. a professional music supervisor, how much of your pride would you have to swallow to pitch this song for this movie? <laughs> I mean, no, it'd be a great tie-in. <laughs> I feel probably... like your boss would high-five you. No. Yeah, they were probably like, "Are there any songs about toast?" And they're like, "Well, there is one." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I by the I, new beats, <laughs> I, I def, I certainly had not seen To the Rescue, and I had not seen the rest of this Mars shenanigans. But I apparently did know only about the bread and butter song, and in my mind, that was an entire movie. I'm pretty sure there's like an entire song, but they keep repeating just like the "I like bread and butter." Yeah, yeah, I like. Toast and jam, and then it repeats. I like bread uh, and butter. I know it's Let's like make more toast. It's and like jam. something, something, and he's my loving man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do Look it at once. The reflection in my face and make more butter now. Oh, God, it's like at the end of the scene, it repeats so many times. I thought they were going to make a comment about it because the radio looked like he was freaking out or something. But well, he's using that old tube. <laughs> yeah. He's got that old WC1125. So once we stop dancing, uh, we start to meet some of the new characters in this house. Right. And the the mythology that we've established thus far completely <sighs> falls apart. Yep. Everywhere. We got appliances with no electricity talking like they're not even alive. appliances. They're just objects. <laughs> yep. Like, yep. We got a faucet. Faucet not should, should not be alive. Yeah. Not just a faucet, Farrah faucet. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's Farrah faucet. I didn't know that. That's amazing. <laughs> it, that's a, it is really. And she has her own son, who's like the extension. His name is Squirt. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing that it's I, totally like Beauty okay. and the Beast. So so if we're as I was watching this, I didn't know the the order discrepancy, mm-hmm. whatever uh-huh. it is. So they've been in this house for a good long while. I 
guess. Well, we don't really know. How sure, but so so then they meet some friends that are in the junk drawer. They were in the house when they moved in, yes. and they're talking to them as if it's the first time that they've met. There is a calculator, and there is also a hearing aid. Uh, and the hearing aid is like, well, what did they do in the drunk drawer? Like, they were left here from the old master, like, blah, blah, blah. And then at after this whole intro <laughs> expository thing, Lamp asks the calculator, why does the master only take you out on April 14th? Because it's a tax joke where, yeah, the, right. where the master only uses the calculator the day before taxes are due. Which means that they've been in the house multiple years <laughs> so that he knows it's a thing that the master uses the calculator in that April. So it's been multiple years, but it's taken them at least two for them to have an introduction with hearing aid. And get I don't know. I didn't get that that was their first time meeting, but I maybe I just They're like, what's your deal, hearing aid? <laughs> yeah. well, and we also learned that the hearing aid's previous master was Albert, Albert Einstein. Einstein. <laughs> so it, the hearing aid's been sitting in that drawer for like a fucking long ass time. A long time. <laughs> like what year is it supposed to be? 40 years. Yeah, and we've like uh, established that the master's is a complete hoarder. He just literally throws nothing away, and now like it's rubbed off on uh, Chris yeah. as well. And then let's dig it's into dangerous. That's to... a dangerous habit. This movie has some pronouns that I'm not super fond of because they get into oh. what they're gonna call Chris in this movie, and they have not dubbed her this in any other film, where they call him Master and the Mistress. Yeah. Oh, but I then thought, they I act thought like they said they, Mrs. No, Mistress. Mistress. Yeah. mistress. That's weird. That's weird. And then they act they act like they don't know whether or not they're married. They're like, is it his girlfriend? Domestic partner? And then someone's like, it's his wife. And it's like, yeah. what? Duh. Like, yeah. why did you not? I, I don't know. I know. I was like, are they trying to make it seem like the appliances still don't quite understand how the world works? Well, <laughs> they definitely seems... don't understand where babies yeah. come from. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> At least Blanky doesn't. Yeah. It's fu- they, they act like... All of them know except for Blanky. And they're right. all like, ooh. But it's like, Which, I'm pretty sure none of them know. Eric Lloyd, if you need to know, come on the podcast. We'll explain it. Yes, please, <laughs> Eric Lloyd. Uh, yeah, we should mention that we we were so busy talking to John last week. John Negroni, go back and listen to it. Um, we did not mention that Eric Lloyd of Santa Claus fame took over for Blanky. Yes, it's Lloyd. not only fabled actors Dying and giving their voice to movies <laughs> that have a crossover with previous Secret Rights films. It is also the boy Santa uh, making a crossover on Brave Little Toaster. Yeah. And goes to Mars and to the rescue. I And we did a child star check-in on him when we did Santa Claus, obviously. But uh, he still lives, I think, in Glendale. Who knows? Maybe he lives in this building. Uh, <gasps> but yeah, he owns LP Studios in Glendale. But in, since we talked about him... In 2017, he's since done several short films in uh, post audio. He's he's like working. He's getting into that now. And everyone's watched them. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there's another Santa Claus connection, you guys. Oh, what? <laughs> so Tinselina, who we're gonna meet later. Oh, right. right. My favorite character, not. Um, <laughs> so she's voiced by Kathy Susie. Who provided the voice of Chet, the oh uh, ne'er do well reindeer in Santa Claus two and maybe three? I don't remember. So I'd she was the one out. going. Yeah, you can't tell, but I'm hanging my head in shame. Yeah, I think because I think when we did Santa Claus, I mentioned that she was also the voice of Phil and Lil from the Rugrats. You did. You did. She she is also Tinselina. So there's a double Santa Claus connection. Man, we picked a good one. and she plays a christmas tree topper so of course she does the conspiracy so all right well let's get before we get into more of this christmas tree topper you're like how they're going to mars how does this get involved well it won't make sense but we will get to it soon this movie's premise how does it start what's happening well so again the appliances are all like Where's the master? Oh, he's been gone for seven years or whatever. Literally, the fuck. it was one. Yeah, night. and they're like, "Come on, you guys, chill out." It's uh, they've been gone overnight, like whatever. <laughs> and they all of a sudden like the car. You hear the car, uh, and it comes back, and the mistress, I guess, <laughs> is holding some sort of object, and they're like, "What is it? Oh my gosh, what is it?" And they're like, "It's." It's, it's like it's pink like a sausage. Yeah. And then they feed it with a bottle and they're like, that's one hungry sausage. Yeah. And they're like, it's it's and you're like, they're gonna say it's a baby, obviously. And they're like, it's it's a new masterling. And you're like, what <laughs> the fuck? 
Why would you even think to say that? You subservient dicks. I mean, I'm glad later they kind of abandon that and go to calling him Little Master, which is much better. But like, the Master Master, of course, is a title for a young boy. So it made sense that they were calling Rob the Master in yeah. the first place. But when he grew up, they didn't start calling him like our lord or something, <laughs> yeah. you know, like and so but now they have two masters. And I, I mean, Mistress has not always been, you know, a adulterous right, right, uh, woman. Right. It could be, you know, your mistress is I your. Wasn't, I wasn't going adulterous. It was just weird. Oh, it's all, okay. it, the the naming thing is creepy to me. Yeah, yeah. it's like, a it's like, it's like it's like countdown. Do we have to call Baron Trump Masterling? <laughs> I mean, the way they talk about him, like, I expect them to be, like, cooking them in the next scene. Right. It's a masterline, and it's a saucy. Oh, God. <laughs> but, uh, do you guys, is, is little Robbie adopted? <laughs> like, Why? she certainly doesn't look like oh, yeah, she recently Chris, gave well, birth. They, they, say, they saved oh. some money because they used the same model of Chris as they did in the first movie, in yeah. the second movie, and coming home from the hospital in this Her movie. skin is not that much lighter, but it's still the lighter version. And the baby is like a straight-up ginger. It doesn't have any of her features. That baby is Irish. I thought it was also really lame that his name is Robbie. Well, and she doesn't yeah. look like, I was she's, like she's not any heavier or anything. At one so, point, yeah. she's in a robe. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so that's what the concession is. And also, she feeds it with made. a bottle immediately, which, like, no mommy shaming. Maybe there's a medical reason <laughs> that she had to bottle feed and couldn't breastfeed. But, like,. I don't know. Right. You think she you might still really be trying him. the next morning. You might still be attempting to get it to latch, right, you know? Right, like right, They right. can't show breastfeeding in a kid's movie. <laughs> it's too confusing. They already don't know where babies yeah, come from. Yeah, I guess Blanky would have been really confused when she used <laughs> what, it to what, cover. What? To, yeah. like, to, to add discretion. She Mistress blanking. and masterling. <laughs> These How pronouns are, are confusing. <laughs> uh, I love that. <laughs> I love the scene of, of Blanky being like, fucking pissed off at the baby being there he's like jealous and then he's like maybe they should just take it back where it came from yeah and they're like i don't think that can happen blanky (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then uh (laughs) and then we hear like blanky hears that the baby's name is robbie and he's like oh it's just like the master and then the radio says like calls him manic depressive yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's one of the funnier things. He's like, 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 and Blanky comes out of a manic depressive slide. <laughs> yeah. and it's I like that was hilarious. It was great. It's like been there. Yeah, <laughs> good. He was like so mad and upset. And then he's like, oh, I love it. And then, um, in case any of us are not parents yet. Just FYI, it's not a good idea to put an electric blanket on your newborn baby. Bad. No, do okay, not do that. What about a sentient electric blanket? Dangerous. <laughs> I mean, the blanket like, would know when it's on fire because it's right. alive. Yeah. I guess, but it still upset me on principle. <sighs> and then, you know how when you bring your baby home from the hospital and you put it in a crib immediately? Yeah. Well, and then we get, like, a song about Ugh. babies, and it's the first, like, uh, you know, like, background vocal song that we've ever had in this series, I think. It's a boring-ass song. It's a bad song. With, I like, say, stupid pun sentences. <laughs> I would say that this movie, musically, is the worst. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh-huh. Yeah, the songs are definitely worse. The lyrics are like, baby, how the days go by. It's Baby? almost as bad as oh, that. How the uh, hours fly. It's Hold almost on. bad as bad as that talk singing. Uh, what is a baby from Lady and the Tramp? Like, what is a baby? You know? Oh like, God! Yeah. So yeah, they're just saying sentences with the word "baby" at the this beginning. This song blows, <laughs> and the, so there's a, a Harry Hayes in the junk drawer who is now sneaking up the attic, and he's getting whispers from beyond. Yeah, <laughs> whispers. <laughs> that was so weird. He's like, oh, they're going to be uh, broadcasting right about now. And he goes upstairs and Toaster follows him. Right. Being brave. I guess. <laughs> and uh, he is braver in this movie than he is. That's in the true. Yes, movie. yes. Yeah. We do see, uh, the, yeah, the hearing aid broadcasting. He's up suspicious into the moon. of the hearing aid. But instead of just closing the drawer somehow, uh, <laughs> they all decide to like take turns watching the drawer, and of course they all fall asleep, and the hearing aid escapes. And then when he escapes, 
And Toaster's like, wake up, everybody. They're all like, fuck you, dude. Like, we're sleeping. And he's like, you ha- we all had a job. We agreed. <laughs> Our prime directive was oh to protect God. the Yeah, thing. then we have a discussion about prime <laughs> directives <laughs> fr- straight out of Wally. Yeah. yeah. So. They're like, it's a sci-fi movie. We got to talk about prime directives. <laughs> Basically. Blake is like, what's a prime directive? I never knew what my prime directive was until like, this day. It's to make people snuggly and warm. Yeah. And to kill. <laughs> uh, that would have been more interesting. So, the hearing aid, uh, played by Fivish Finkel, um, yeah, ends up uh, getting trying to get beamed up, but the baby gets in the way, and then all the appliances take the hearing aid out of the beam, and then the baby only goes. So in this movie, a baby gets laser beamed up into space. Uh huh. <laughs> That's. That's where we're at, 20 minutes into yeah. the movie. <laughs> yep. And they're all like, ooh, like yeah. they don't know what to do. They were like, what are we going to do? We have to go. We fucked up. We got to get this baby back from space. In a bubble. Well, you don't see that yet. <laughs> well, and like. You're just like, that baby's dead. They're like, <laughs> hmm, how are we going to find out, like, where he went? They decide to then use the calculator, which is not even like. A graphing calculator. Wait, wait, it's a generic I, solar. I like... have to. I have to interject here because the in the junk drawer, the hearing aid shared his space with the calculator. The Stephen Tobolowski voiced yes, calculator. Yes, and and so and the the hearing aid, as we've previously established, was Einstein's hearing aid. Yep, and it made a lot of things previously where all the other appliances hated him. Of saying like in the old country, they said this. And then there is also a joke. They, he made several different old country like you didn't know if he meant Germany or <laughs> yeah. Russia like he well, kept changing it. They made it very clear uh, when the calculator uh, after the baby has been taken, the calculators like makes a play on all the old country jokes and says in the old country. We have ways of making you talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah he but does Einstein, say that. Where's Einstein from? Germany? Was, no, no, he's not from Germany, but it was the Nazis. Okay, but it was the Nazis. Where's was the Blue the, Danube? Blue Danube? Yeah, that's in not in Germany, right? No. Yeah, so they that's one of his old country references. Yeah, it made it very very clear to me at least that it was Nazis. Okay, and especially <laughs> like we have ways of making because that was an yeah. Indiana Jones reference. <laughs> that's kind of sketchy. Uh, <laughs> It was like, like, wait, the calculator is using Jewish heritage to make Nazi torture jokes? Because, yes. And they do. (sighs) And so they torture the hearing aid. And the output comes out in binary, which is all of a sudden is not ones and zeros. Yeah, it's (laughs) binary numbers. It's all the numbers, not zero. Yeah, and it's like all these numbers start appearing, and then all of a sudden it's like, M A R S and it says Mars like on the calculator screen. Which is like the only thing the calculator could actually say is eight zero zero eight. It's five. That would be great. Look at look at the look at the numbers, boobs. Turn me over, hell, hell. hell. So stupid. So uh, the calculator says that the baby has been sent to Mars. And they're like, how are we going to get to Mars? And instead of having the sensible thought of, well, that baby's dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck that. Uh, I'm just a toaster. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? <laughs> That's what I would have been thinking. There's no atmosphere in that baby's dead. No, instead, they're like, I know someone who can help us. Right. And they get on the computer and call good old Wichtenstein. I was Noah's shocked that Wichtenstein was in this movie. I was shocked that Ratso was in this movie because I hated him. (laughs) This movie, you guys, before we go any further, this is like one of the most hardcore continuity movies we've had. It is. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it literally... Other than the mythology of what's alive and what's not alive. Yeah, that's true. But I was like not expecting Ratso to be there, even though like they took him in the end of the last movie. And it's like it's basically like you could watch these two back to back, and it makes total sense. Yeah. Other than what's happening in the film, <laughs> so, other than the baby was teleported to Mars. So they yeah they call they call Wichtenstein and they're like, hey, do you remember us? And everyone who's watching this movie first goes, no, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember who the fuck this guy is. I didn't see the other one. That doesn't look like a computer to me. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't look like anything to me. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so apparently he gives them the instructions and the way that you get to Mars. And I don't think this has even the slightest basis in science. Why would <laughs> what would you get, what would give you that idea? No, but like no, it makes no sense at all. But like you think they could have at least done something that could have had some sort of at I, least root into real I science. Mean, there is there is some sci-fi stuff in this movie which leads me to believe that the people who wrote it have at least a semblance of what's going yeah. on where that they would not write how you get to Mars is a laundry basket. With a ceiling fan at the bottom. A microwave. With a microwave with some cheddar cheese popcorn. Yeah. Which they changed the rules on that shit later in the movie. (laughs) It has to be anything organic. Yeah. Yeah. And Uh, like maybe it was like all this cool stuff um, about prime directives and, you know, planned obsolescence that we'll get into that. Maybe that was all in the novel and this whole ceiling fan thing was made up by the screenwriter. I think this was probably also in the novel. Yeah. <laughs> like we have to remember that this is a book for children. Yeah. And how do you think that maybe a children child would think of how you get to Mars? How would a children think? How would a children I don't think? Know, but don't kids at least know like that stuff burns no! up in the atmosphere? I don't, no! I don't think so. Because when you're a little kid, don't balloons! you ask your parents, like, balloons. yeah, what happens to the balloons? Or I think, I think it's why more... can't birds just fly straight to space and they tell you, oh, it's because they'll I think it's up. more like if you're a child at home with your imagination Wait, thinking, how do I get to space? Hold I on. can use this as a seat and this is Your a... parents told you that birds burned up when no, they No, no, but if you think about it, like if you think, well, why can't why can't birds just fly? It's because they'll burn up in the atmosphere. No! Or in the, in the, in I don't the, think they would burn when they leave the atmosphere. They would just pass out and fall. Well, yes, before that, <laughs> but beyond that as well. I don't know where this theory is coming oh, from. God. Anyways, I'm. I feel like this is probably in the. I haven't read the book, but I would guess that this is probably in the book. I would say if the balloons are in the book, that it means that all you have to. I think that it kind of ties into the brave little toaster idea that all you have to have is a will, and you can go wherever you want to go, and so. If you continue traveling outside the atmosphere, there's no barrier. You can go to Mars. You just have to be willing to travel that far. Yeah, again, it's it's a children's book where it's like, what would a child think of how to get to space? But the balloons yeah. are the worst because, like, the faucet already annoyed me because it has no electricity. But then when the balloons became sentient, I was like, this is the worst. The balloons were super random. That was very strange. And also, yes. I feel like that is, like, more nightmare well, and it's a complete children. ripoff of the worthless junkyard <laughs> yeah, car yeah, song. Like, yeah. this is why I'm useless now, and this is why I'm useless now. That being like, said, it's the best song in the movie, it is. in my opinion. It, is. it actually is like a kind of a catchy song. Catchy, yes. Uh, and um, I know, yeah, it was a total ripoff of worthless. But all the other songs are literally worthless. Yeah, that this one is like the one moment of levity and like excitement. Uh, everything else is just like the other songs are shitty. I don't, I don't care if Jim Cummings sings one of them. <gasps> I don't care. <laughs> so basically, plot wise, they yeah, Wittgenstein tells them how to get to Mars, and they decide within the evening they're going to go get back the Masterling, uh, and they try to leave Blakey behind with Ratso, which would have been the best thing to do. Yes, by because it was going to be too scary, and then Blakey decides to go anyway. And they end up leaving orbit the with whole propulsion of a ceiling fan. Yeah, and the whole reason this plan Fanny by Carol Channing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole reason this plan works is that we get confirmation that the appliances don't need to breathe oxygen. Right. They're just alive yeah. as is. My favorite thing about that is Ratso wants to go and he's like, Well, you can't breathe is what the toaster says. And he's like, Well, it's not a good reason, but it's a reason. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, they know the rat can't it's breathe, but they don't think about reason. the baby. Sure. Well, the baby's in a magic bubble. baby's already bubble. there. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, let's go retrieve the skeleton, the, cor- the, the lifeless the corpse. The master's going to love the lifeless corpse of this baby because we're all life- lifeless corpses of things. That's true. Uh, that's true. They also don't need electricity to survive, I guess. So. Yeah, they gave up on that. <laughs> they didn't bring a battery with them to space. No. Nope. No batteries. So we're in space. We go past a couple balloons. Hippie balloon. Uh... 
Buffalo Bill. Woodstock. Buffalo and then Bill makes a joke about them doing Woodstock too, which was like famously awful. Mm-hmm. I know that was like a dad verse. Yeah, so was, and he was like, something about Woodstock. I don't think you can do it again. I was like, yeah, because all the sexual assault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Buffalo Bill Balloon. Yeah, this and then, movie uh, has a bunch more like pop culture references that no one would understand, especially yeah. not children. At the time, somebody, a dad in their 30s would. Yeah, but yeah. So in the, like, they Woodstock, Buffalo Bill. I think they make a joke about Dr. Spock and Club Med at some they point. Do. And I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> Who picked these references? Like, and they say that they float forever in and out of sight. Dudes, yeah. The balloons aren't creepy at all. They're all like, uh, they're all fans of the movie It. Lamp. They want them to float with them. Lampy thinks that uh, the the balloons are aliens. Yeah, because he's dumb as fuck. He's so dumb. He's not that bright. He hey guys, the popcorn must be done, and turns off the microwave. That's blanky. That's what I just said. That's what we were just talking about. Oh, we were about. talking about... I you said, said Lampy. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Blanky. They're both dumb. Anyways, <laughs> they crash on Mars because Blanky turns off the microwave like a dumbass. And they only bring the microwave... Let's, I want to talk about something because in this first song that happens, they, I believe for the first time in these movies, establish that... Uh, it's an idea that I don't hate, but it's an idea that I'm not happy about being brought into the third movie where the plugs of these appliances can snap. Yeah. <laughs> Kirby snaps his plug. Yeah. He's so like, like, yeah, plugs can snap and they make it a feature of these songs. Yeah. Snapping is here with a vengeance. And Lampy at one point spins his cord so fast that it's able to propel like a boat, which yeah. Yeah, he's never done that before. Also, Toaster uses his cord as a spring at one point. Yeah. So all sorts of fucking things that don't make any sense yeah. happen, so, happening yeah, in this yeah. movie. See, they can snap now, which makes the song somehow worse. Just bringing that up. <laughs> so we made it to Mars. Yeah. And you think that would make the movie more fun and exciting, but turns out it's more boring. <laughs> they, so they f- you talked about Viking 1 already, which is Bones. And... That's a real satellite, right? That's a real they're satellite. Like, and they're like, like, Viking 1, he's famous. And he's like, like Viking 1, the satellite? And the line that makes no sense <laughs> that he says is, no, Viking 1, the bagel. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, I want the fucking Viking 1 bagel at this point. That would be dope. Yeah. yeah. So did Viking 1 actually have a Christmas tree topper in it? Okay, I looked this up, and the answer was inconclusive. <laughs> like, did it at least have like stuff, like time capsule things that? Not really. I what it seems like is it is a a kind of taking ideas from Voyager. Okay, uh, and I don't think that there was anything. Here's the thing: weight on satellites is essential, so no one's just throwing a bunch of mm. random shit on there. Yeah, that's only for like shuttles. Yeah, barely even that. Yeah, sure. So, like, yeah, Tinselina shows up on screen, and I was like, what the fuck is this horrifying monster? It's, that it's sh- not cute. She's like, hello! And I was like, like, oh, God. They're what? like, oh, you're so pretty. And I'm like, no, she's not. If you, remember this, if you remember the Simpsons episode where Mr. Burns is an irradiated monster <laughs> alien, that's kind of what she looks like, yeah. but she has a Russian doll Christmas look as well. And sometimes she looks like she's human height, and other times she's... Toaster height. Scale in this movie is real (laughs) fucked up. Uh, So, yeah. So, they get to Mars. I did love that Viking one is like, God, all she ever does is talk about Christmas. And I (laughs) want to pause here. And I think that there is a great idea. And we're talking about something that makes these movies great of things that you use and cherish that have utility and, and that where you know, run their course of usefulness and, and you forget about them. And I think that if you're talking about toasters or things that you leave in a cabin that you don't use, that satellites that we send off to die is an amazing kind of way to have them talk about it. Like I like that is some big idea thinking of like what happens if this toaster we left left in the cabin talk to a satellite that we sent off to die. Well uh, we even said in the last two episodes, like well, the ideas here about planned obsolescence could right. be really fascinating. And in this one, they even say that in so many words. Right. So I was they shocked. Use that word exactly. I like the idea and all the kids of are talking like, to the satellites, but it 
It stays there for about 90 seconds and then moves on to military toasters. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was great. A bunch of giant toasters with rockets on their shoulders show up. And then they're never mentioned. Like, they're they're in the scene just to take them to the Wonderlux appliances. And then they're never in the scene ever I don't know. Like, again. what is that even a reference are they supposed to be like solar panels or what like no it's not a just, reference to anything stupid. yeah okay i don't know it was just weird like they had made this military military uh toasters i don't know yeah Why? for what for what reason there's nothing else on the planet except for them apparently i don't know i did like when uh tinselina was explaining the concept of planned obsolescence and she's like these um ex- these appliances were made like to intentionally fall apart it's this thing called um intentionally falling apart and the satellite's <laughs> like no you dumbass it's called planned obsolescence you yeah know? <laughs> uh, so we find out that there's a bunch of appliances on Mars that are going to destroy the planet Earth. Yeah, but wait, we got an, an important scene that we cut away to before we get to reach the one of those appliances. Okay. We cut away. So the the whole point is that Ratso has stayed to be mission control. I it, disagree this being important. It is important. <laughs> Every so often we cut back to see what's going on with Ratso. His main goal is to deal with the baby monitor that is going to like alert. Oh, yeah. He kills. Yeah. uh, He commits a fucking murder in this movie. (laughs) He takes the battery out, but. He's like, sleep. But all the other appliances don't need batteries, don't need to be. But when he takes the battery out of this intercom or baby monitor, it dies. Yeah. And he's like, I hate to do this, but. (laughs) <laughs> and he pulls the battery he does out. Kill and I was like, You're right. He does. I, I have in my notes like Ratso just murdered someone. <laughs> you guys. He puts the battery back, but still, it like yeah. resets it or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty fucked up. Anyways, back to Mars. He does murder a baby mom. We cut away for a little bit of murder, and then we go back to Mars. <laughs> and yeah, go all ahead. the Wonder Lux uh, appliances are being led by a giant fridge. What is a Wonder Lux appliance? Uh, they were appliances that were purposely built shitty for planned obsolescence that you'd have to buy new appliances. So iPhones. And was, <laughs> and was there someone who was close to Albert Einstein that was helping design them? No, <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. There was a guy who was like all about, I don't remember who they, they showed the guy for two. His seconds name was him. like Gutterstein or something. Was like that supposed that. to be the same guy? What, no, not the same guy, but it was just, it was, it was the, okay, so spoiler alert. I think alert. it's two different guys. The guy that builds the Wonderlux appliances, but then the dude who the second hearing aid goes to to become, like, angry is not the same guy. I think the same guy. Oh, okay. Anyway, like, there's, a, there's a German appliance company that is making planned obsolescence I was just like, at this point, I, I my notes are like, this story is weird. Yeah, it is weird. The appliances <laughs> figured out that they were being made to break, so they got made pissed, and they all climbed in a rocket and flew to Mars. Right, because th- this guy was all about destroying the planet. And, and the so they got the idea. helped them build the rocket? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody in the movie one of the characters is like how the fuck did a bunch of appliances build a rocket and so they get to mars and, I'm like, and, there's, and there's an entire society oh first of all there's a baby the baby's in a bubble <laughs> yeah baby's in a magic bubble never explained never explained. it's in the it's in the like uh super mario brothers bubble yeah it's Linda, in the yoshi's Linda island bubble, bubble. The new yeah. super mario brothers yeah show. yeah Yoshi has to go pop the bubble. The baby's get, on easy get, mode. Yeah. <laughs> but Blakey Robbie. can go in and out of the bubble, and the baby can even reach out of the bubble when he wants to. Oh, yeah. And... That was a dramatic moment later on. So <laughs> so there's all these appliances. They're deciding they're going to kill Earth because reasons that make a whole lot of sense. Listen in if you want to know more about that. <laughs> um, uh, they're shouting, like, power to the appliances. Yeah. Power to the appliances. And there is a giant refrigerator. In yeah. charge of them, like a refrigerator who looks like a 1950s refrigerator, who is the size of Alabama, apparently. Yeah, apparently, and uh, he's uh, the supreme leader. Supreme leader, supreme commander. Actually. Oh, commander! Oh, sorry, the supreme <laughs> leader from Captain EO. My bad, my brain just like automatically he even goes to has Captain a EO. baton. He does, yeah. His handle, I think, is the baton. But uh, yeah, so he, uh, we find out that. Um, <laughs> 
he has elections every day for the positive reinforcement. I love that just to make him feel better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just likes it. Because yeah, they were like, Toaster, you should run to be the Supreme Commander. And he's like, well, when's the next election? They're like, it's today. And he's like, well, that's a coincidence. He's like, no, no, it's not. We have an election every day. <laughs> Which leads to a debate that is completely decided via song. A debate song. As all debates should be, really. Which I was thinking about this. I was like, you know what? Would politics in America be worse if people had to sing their views? No. I think this might be better. The song has terrible lines like, power is a weak person's crutch. What we need is a human's touch. I This song <laughs> was not written by a person, I feel like. It was just a bunch of words that were spit on a page. Because there's also a line that says, they struggle and toil, they smell like a camel. Yeah, but they said they smell. Around yeah, they said they smell like a camel. They scratch your enamel. Is what he says. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's an A B A B rhyme sequence. Oh, I know, but it is so. It's like do arrhythmic that it does not work. Do humans really smell like camels, and also they don't smell like camels. I mean, they smell, they like, smell like camels more than appliances, I guess. Yeah, you're true. You're true. You're true. I'm true. <laughs> I am. Yeah. Speak your truth. The so, true truth. Yeah, and and after the election <laughs> debate song, they all start voting. They have a fucking giant ballot box platform. <laughs> and I paper. thought that was so stupid. And apparently they can write. So they weird. Can all write. They have an old, like, like this movie like, goes and meet, like, they get to Mars, and they're like, what the fuck's happening? This baby's yeah. in a bubble. And there's like, now there's a <laughs> dictator, and now there's an election. Yeah, and they, yeah, the the election platform is like, it's out of fucking, like, um, the Music Man set or something where it's like old tiny Main Street ballot box up on Mars. And I'm like, what the fuck? 76 ballots. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Pretty much. So also we see now also that uh, there are sentient plants on Mars as well because mm-hmm. Blanky and the baby are bouncing around with these sentient plants like pushing them back and forth. <sighs> so there's plant life and water. And, um, yeah, so this is the part where, uh, the baby's bouncing around and he reaches out of the bubble and touches the Supreme Commander and he gets all warm and rosy pink Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then gets immediately mad again. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we learned that the toaster won the election by a landslide. Yeah. Everyone but himself voted for. Correct. Think about that one-to-one voting system. Yeah. (laughs) Your vote matters. And so... No, they should have voted in electoral blocks by appliance type. That would have made more sense. Electrical blocks. (laughs) (sighs) Justin's about to walk out. (laughs) All right. So uh, the toaster wins the debate. Uh... And, and a they, fucking weird ass scene happens yes. right now. So <laughs> what happens is they go to confront the leader of the appliances in mm-hmm. this giant refrigerator, and a, a escalator descends from the freezer box. Yeah. So the outside of the refrigerator is no longer sentient for some reason. <laughs> yep. The sure. door comes open. Giant escalator <laughs> comes down. They go up into the freezer top part of the fridge, and then we get a journey to the center of the earth. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're suddenly in Davy Jones's locker inside the. <laughs> is a shore with an ice tray that they then go for miles and miles floating in the ice tray across an ocean to yet another shore. This was like too existential for me. I yeah. Can't and then it. in on that shore, there's another <laughs> fridge with the hearing aid inside, right? Yeah. yeah. And it turns out that Albert Einstein was real shitty with his hearing aids. Yeah. Did he actually need two hearing aids? I, he, he, no, said he, he just, just forgot them twice. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, his brother, the other hearing aid, was masquerading like Wizard of Oz status yeah, as we, a giant we, fridge. We learned, by the way, this fucking movie dangles Albert Einstein like a fucking carrot in front of everything. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's going to be on Mars. He's going to be helping think. Like, like all this is going to happen. No, no he's, he's just dead. dead. He's super dead. Yep. It's just his hearing aids that have crazy fucking ideas. Also, the whole reason that there's this like lake up there is they're like, he was so upset he self-defrosted. 
So I'm like, another suicide. Yeah. A mention of suicide in this movie. But it wasn't even, because it was really just like a shell. But he wasn't even real. Yeah, yeah. it'd be like the, the Wizard of Oz like head yeah, like, yeah. Like, committing suicide, but then the wizard's like <laughs> yeah. still behind it'd there. Be like, you know, it'd like... be like that giant head in the Wizard of Oz dying, them having to climb inside it and get into a dinghy to row across so an ocean of blood weird. to get across the other side to realize it was just some sort of bug saying that, nope, it's just me. I was Albert Einstein's. Yeah. So the other hearing aid said he was inspired by the baby's touch. Yeah, he says the touch of a small boy's hand. He's got. (laughs) He's got to say that. I blocked it out. My brain somehow turned off and didn't hear that. Yeah, he says the touch of a small boy's hand. He's got the power. (laughs) Yeah. He's got the touch. Oh, God. I thought that was so gross. Yeah, it was <laughs> super gross. I'm just the old German man. I just needed the touch of the a touch young of boy. Us. Of the young boy's hand. <laughs> God, please never talk in that voice again. <laughs> oh, wait. We're batting the German voice. Oh, Sorry. God. So they're all going to go back to Earth now. The hearing aid, the Tinselina, everyone's jumping back in the laundry basket. (laughs) Tinselina and Viking One are going to have a long distance relationship. Oh yeah, that was creepy as fuck too. They (laughs) say bye to each other, but then it's like semi-sexual. Yeah, and they they literally mention like, oh, we can keep in touch. And He's like, I still like you, but I feel like some distance would be good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very weird. Even though they, they hated each other. So they uh, they launch off back to home, and they're like, oh, fuck! We forgot about... <laughs> there was a missile that was going to destroy the entire planet! Uh, and the hearing's like, Aaron, hearing aid's Cause like... Because I'm a German scientist. Yeah. It's the only thing I can do. The hearing aid is like, I forgot to turn off the launch sequence. <laughs> I'm the only one who's got the codes... Luckily, the brave little toaster has a crumb tray. Yeah, out of nowhere, he's got a new like fucking place he can hide shit. I don't know. Every toaster has that. Yeah, I mean, he has not, not had a crumb tray until this movie. He's never opened not it. All, not all toasters. <laughs> yeah, does my toaster have a crumb tray? So the I'm hearing aid jumped in the toaster. The toaster jumps off. The sentient plant on the planet launches the toaster Hold up on. to the let's, missile. Let's pause. This is the moment where this toaster is brave. What is oh, happening? Yeah. He is brave. This was the part where he this finally is the was brave. titular brevity. You guys don't remember <laughs> the scene where he jumped on yet another stool to lecture everyone about what they should do? I mean, I actually, you know, as dumb as everything around it was, the moment where he's, like, looking at the baby and deciding what to do was actually, like, kind of sweet and brave. And, you know, uh, I was yeah. like, oh, Do man. I trust this magical space bubble, or do I assume that this baby's gonna die and I just stay here and rule I love supplies. that they're just dragging the baby behind them with a lasso a rope. like a rope around a lasso yeah. <laughs> anyways they stopped the missile thank god right now this hearing aid now <laughs> the hearing aid's like thanks toaster wow aren't you gonna miss your entire life and family and toaster's like yeah I mean I oh, guess gee. I will miss the master and the little master <laughs> and the mistress and Blakey and radio. And then, <laughs> and then it cuts away and then it comes back. And he's like, they're from my countertop. <laughs> the bread. He's still talking. <laughs> oh, God. And then we get um, <sighs> these movies just <laughs> keep wanting to bring up and then, suicide. And then, we, and then we get to Justin's breaking point. Every single movie has to have a suicide. and But the <laughs> Toaster jumping off to save everybody, I thought was like gonna fill in for yeah, the suicide. Yeah. This it's one, the, he's brave. I but thought he was gonna. Now yep, there's gotta it. be yet another like selfless sacrifice. Tinselina's like, uh, so we learned that like apparently the microwave just needs something organic, right? Because not the cheddar popcorn that Wittgenstein said. Yeah, because they're all out of popcorn. They used the popcorn to blast off already, and then Tinselina's like, well, I'm organic. And yeah, she lists off she like has hair frightening real human hair. Real human hair. My Which feathers, again, terrifying. Yeah. She says her feathers are real goose down and her petticoat is authentic Austrian linen. Whatever, Ooh, whatever the, the most organic. If that were the point the whole time, wouldn't they just throw the damn blanket in the microwave? Like if you just need fabric. Yeah. <laughs> so then she goes into the corner and takes all the stuff off and you're like, she's dead now. Right. And so they they rescue the toaster and they make it back to Earth and the baby is I love wait 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 the, the yeah. toaster <laughs> the toaster is run they they don't like land again for whatever reason oh, right yeah. they just go down and they're like hurry up jump on and the toaster's running and he's like I can't uh, I can't run and it cuts to a <laughs> it cuts to a shot of the baby and the baby just goes like get the fuck up here with his <laughs> finger he like flicks his finger up like 
let's go. And the toast is like, all right, and runs as fast and jumps up. <laughs> Just needed the baby to be like, get the fuck, get the fuck, get the here. fuck up in this basket, I'm the, bitch. I'm the get fucking... this goddamn space basket right now. <laughs> I'm the fucking masterling, and you have to do what the fuck I say. Sing a song about being home again, and then uh, oh, Chris pulls Tinselina out of the trash and decides to fix her. No, okay, so the Tinselina <laughs> thing is like fucked up to me. So like she like she burns her hair, whatever. They make it back. And then and then she's like, I'm ugly now. I'm worthless. She climbs in the trash and nobody I, stops her. Yeah, she climbs in the trash. Yeah, she climbs in the trash and then and then it cuts to Chris finding her and like, we'll 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 get there. And they don't see her again till ostensibly months away when she is atop the Christmas tree, looking exactly as she did before she left Mars. I like it. Chris grabs it from the trash and goes, one thing I learned from you is never throw anything away. And I was like, Jesus Christ. That's yeah. A, that's a terrible thing to learn. It turns out in the garage, they've got 85 plastic bags full of Ratso's poop. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> More episodes. It's totally Coming up this season on Hoarders. We're going to make a diamond. Yeah. Oh, I also love that there's like this weird shit with the fucking fan that is like, she's obsessed with like being upside down now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it's weird. Like, she has a fetish. <laughs> She's like, just put me on the floor, face up. <laughs> oh, speaking of the trash, we forgot to mention earlier when they first make, to, make it to Mars and find out there's all these broken down satellites and appliances, Kirby's like, Ah oh, man, 85 million miles and all we did was make it to another junkyard. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thank you, Kirby. There you go, Kirby. <laughs> so... Uh, so yeah, we get this Christmas scene and we get this hilarious thing oh, where like the baby, the baby goes and grabs all the, because uh, the appliances. baby's first word is not mommy or daddy, but toaster. Yeah. And, and then, and then Rob's like, Oh, what's he doing? He's like, like father, like son. <laughs> it was, he's getting, he's getting the radio. He should have been like monkey see monkey do. <laughs> oh, what's he doing? He's getting the lamp. So they get all the five original characters. Oh, what's he doing? He's getting the... And then it shows <laughs> Ratso, the microwave, and the faucet in the kitchen being like, oh, man, we're not involved. Then you hear Chris and Rob in the other room go, hey, let's go uh, get Ratso so he doesn't feel left out. All right, I'm going to make some popcorn, and I'm going to go use the water faucet to make a bottle yeah. for the baby. And they're all like, yay! We're all useful. I love... Uh, yeah, at the end of this movie, like the last note I have is... Robbie knows the appliances are alive and he's been to Mars. He will remember this. <laughs> will he? He I becomes mean... John Carter. <laughs> the appliances in this movie have no cares about being alive around him. Not no. the baby, no. Yeah. No. He John might Carter. John Carter. Yeah. Might, yeah. Robbie from Mars. <laughs> uh, from that's Mars. the end of the movie. That's the end of the movie. That's the end of the series. Yeah, wait. Do you want more child star check-ins? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's go. Especially oh, if someone's Hold dead. On. Is there anything <laughs> we want to say about the movie plot-wise before we get into our post, just the whole... It's just awful. I, like, DLT. I mean, no, actually, no. I don't... It's not... The plot itself didn't annoy me as much as To the Rescue because the animals were dumb. I agree. This plot at least had something to do with appliances. And an interesting idea. Obviously an idea that's explored much better in any of the Toy Stories, Wally, or even Cars. But uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but still more on topic. Do we have a rating system for this one? Not yet, but let's get in Child Star check-in and I think we'll figure okay. it out. Okay, right. so one thing that's not a Child Star check-in is Robbie... Uh, his voice, he was voiced by Russie Taylor, who I'm sure you all recognize her name immediately as the longtime voice of Minnie Mouse. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's been the voice of Minnie since 1986 nice. and still is today. Um, Not a child. No. Uh, but then <laughs> the re actual child star check-in, other than our friend Eric Lloyd, is um, Redmond O'Neill, who is Farrah Fawcett's real son with Ryan O'Neill, oh. uh, the actor. His sister is Tatum O'Neill. Nice. And um, turns out his only two acting roles were things that people wanted Farrah Fawcett to be a voice in. And so he came <laughs> along and did a little voice. Like, he did this in an episode of... Um, what is it? Is Johnny Bravo, that cartoon network? Uh, yeah. Johnny Bravo! Yeah, so those are his only two Ooh. acting roles. <laughs> but um, this is like a, a really bad out. child star check-in. This might be worse than the kid that committed suicide. Oh, no. From, uh, missing in action. So um, Redmond O'Neill 
has struggled with really, really bad drug addiction and crime problems. Uh, He's 33 now, but he has been in and out of rehab for like heroin and all sorts of things. And just this May, like May 2018, he went on a five-day crime spree in, like, Venice and Santa Monica. What? He, oh, I read about this. Yeah. <laughs> he he went – he committed five unprovoked savage attacks on to random men on the street. Oh, my God. They're saying some of them were hate crimes with hate slurs because he was saying, like, really bad um, gay slurs. Um, one of them he hit in the head with a bottle and then, like – beat savagely uh, and left him like bloody and lying on the ground. Another guy, he stabbed him in the head with a 3.5 inch knife. And that man is still going to face years of recovery and was in a three day coma. Um, he then the what he they finally caught him because he robbed a 7-Eleven for $60 despite recently having received his $4.5 million inheritance from Farrah Fawcett's death. So something's just wrong with, with yeah this balloons in space and um, apparently <laughs> yeah, that was his he idea. is refusing <laughs> to take any responsibility for any of the attacks. He uh, spends most of his days in his cell in solitary confinement, um, like walking back and forth and talking to himself, and he's oh refusing God. all psychiatric meds. Wow, gotta get to Mars. Gotta get to Mars. Jesus Christ! So um, the little uh, squirt from the faucet, not so great. The, yeah. That Insert a, transition. That was, a, that, was a rough, that was a rough one, you guys. Hey, and also, Jim Cummings was the singing voice of the refrigerator, guys. <laughs> Disney trivia. Woo! Oh, God. <laughs> I feel sad now. Well, do we feel like that the Brave Little Toaster series has brought us any insight in terms of things that we take for granite or granite For Granite. Things granite that we take for granted. <laughs> Mostly rocks. I think it, what are you it on does. The jungle you know, cruise right now. <laughs> you don't sit around thinking about it, but like we should. I mean, Wally you makes you think about it more, but we should not be so wasteful. And you know, sure. Like, yeah, but do you need to keep everything? No, I don't think so. <laughs> he was using the vacuum in this movie. So well, I think I like as, to see as horrible as that uh, election song was. Toaster said some important things about how planned obsolescence is maybe not the worst thing in the world because if you've served your purpose, sometimes it's and had a good life. It's I mean, time he was to talking about like being okay to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I think. Which was... here in Sequel Whites, we uh, we Sequel Whites, Sequel Whites, we went in to die. I mean, maybe. <laughs> no, I think the I think the movies. Uh, I don't know about the other. I don't know about the two sequels as much, but I think everything that you can learn from the entire franchise, you can learn from watching the first movie. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and I do think that the uh, topics of like dealing with uh, being left behind or death or um, you know your purpose or whatever are good things for kids to experience. Yeah, be a factory worker and die in your mid forties. There's nothing <laughs> like that. Well, and I think the second Planned two, I admire, I admire their what they tried to do by bringing in interesting ideas about technology, but the ideas are just so dated now, and also they just didn't really do a good job of, of illustrating them. I feel like that today you could do the same story of satellites abandoned on Mars, and you could say more. I, I, I don't think that they get Yeah, that's credit. Wally. <laughs> well, no, th- not even that. They don't get credit for having that idea because they don't say anything about it. Yeah, like it becomes like a like it's a weird it's a Cold War communist. It's basically like an Easter egg. Yeah, yeah, yep. At that, at, in it's always movie. like they have an interesting idea, but then they pick something so weird to go with it that it does like the interesting idea, but then the Christmas tree ornament, yeah. or like there's interesting ideas about the internet in the second one, but then the animals. It's right. like you know, just there's too much. Like Balloons. strip away those weird things, and you could have had like a good nugget of a story. Yeah. So rating, rating, rating. Hmm. How many? Magic space bubbles. Mm. Would you give Brave Little Toaster goes to Mars? <laughs> well, uh, so my thought on this movie was that I think it's probably like a slightly more interesting and maybe like better movie than To the Rescue. But, but 
to the rescue had so many insane things in it that I had way more fun with that one. Uh And if I was like, you're going to watch one of the sequels, watch the insanity of to the rescue with the crazy songs and just the random animal characters. Like that reminds me that there's a calculator that definitely wants to get raped by Wittgenstein. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I've never been to capacity. Hey, where everybody wants to get raped by Wittgenstein. That happened in the last movie too. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. It was just like, that's carried over. It's like, Oh, Wittgenstein, (laughs) get me to capacity. Fill me up. (laughs) But I think, uh, fill me up, Winky. I think I think that this one benefited from having the source material, which gives it a like kind of a little bit more adult uh, storyline. And, you know, for better or for worse, I think it I think some of the stuff with the planned obsolescence and unified field theory is going to probably go over kids heads. (laughs) So how many bubbles, bro? Uh, I'm going to give it uh, three bubbles out of. 10. I can't remember what I said. Did I say five last time? I don't know. I hope I said four last time. I don't remember. <laughs> I can't remember if I said five or four, but I want to give this one the same that I said last time because same bubbles. I liked it more story wise, but I agree that the songs were worse. I guess I would say maybe this one is a little bit better because those I just hated the animal thing. The, the animal like, thing was awful. Uh, yeah. yeah. This one has a plot that kind of makes fun sense, but it's not fun at all to watch. You just got to watch To the Rescue for the internet song. It's all you need to yeah, see. The yeah, the other one had way better songs. The balloon <laughs> song just pissed me off so much because uh, it was so... Ugh. The balloons wouldn't Which be sentient. Floating. They're not even barely solid <laughs> matter. <laughs> They're primarily <laughs> air. <laughs> I feel like I gave the last one two, and I will give this one three bubbles. Mm. Uh, I feel like that it does make sense. I like the extension. I would, I could watch an entire movie of space junk that we forgot mm-hmm. being taught why humans are human again by everyday appliances. I love that core idea. This movie does not deal with that. I would barely at all. Uh, and, but I feel like that this one kind of ties more closely into the themes that I enjoy for the first one and the reason that we did this whole series to begin with. So I, I, I enjoyed it more than two. The songs were worse, but I forgot that these were musicals to begin with. This one so. was, yeah, I was just more bored with this one. I really hated, too, the how Blanky <laughs> changed over these movies because that's a character that I have loved, like, most of my life, and he just became so shitty by this last movie. You know, like, I, I don't know. It really, like... I blame Eric Lloyd. I... <laughs> Come on the podcast. He can probably hear you. Yeah, he could be right around the corner for all you know. <laughs> He's next door. Yeah, whatever. So yeah, I think. We'll do, play I mean, do we all agree that the order is like one, three, two, or would anybody put one, two, three? I'm gonna put one, two, three. I'm gonna do oh, it okay. that way. I'm gonna say one, three. I had I, so much more fun with the last one. Like, I agree. This one, I was like, what do Justin we need to talk about of, it? <laughs> a, a viewing ex, uh, experience, but I, it's one, three, two. For yeah, me. and I mean, but I think like in the end, though, there's really nothing like horrible about these movies like no. if you're if you need something on netflix to put on to entertain your kid for an hour like all put on of them, ken burns vietnam yeah sure <laughs> yeah I mean, all of them are good i mean probably slightly more higher quality or more educational than some of the other crap that's maybe don't put on uh to the rescue if you want your kid to grow up in some sort of weird like computer on computer fetish thing if you don't want your kid <laughs> to try to fuck a cd-rom yeah, yeah. uh yeah. yeah show your kid the first one which is on youtube or probably g- coming to disney's streaming service that, next yeah, year the first one is a yeah. genuine classic and uh I feel like probably a lot of people haven't seen it, and they should. Yeah. And it is interesting. Uh, everything we talked about with how these movies reflect on Disney and Pixar going forward is very interesting. If you're into Disney and Pixar at all, it's definitely kind of a must-watch for historical context. Yeah. Well, uh, that's going to bring us to the end of Brave Little Toaster franchise. Uh, if you guys missed any of the episodes, go back and listen to the first one with Allison C. and the second one with John Negroni of the Pixar Theory. Put down that thing. bagel for get it just a little bit more crispy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, you know what? We're right in the thick of October. Uh-huh. We can't be watching kids' movies in October. No. What's October for, Tyler? October, you know, it's kind of... Breast a- cancer awareness. No. It's, it's kind of- <laughs> well, you know what? Damn it! <laughs> maybe, maybe a little bit, because our next movie is something I feel like it's always been a part of me, but also separate. And so if I had a, 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 a separate second part of me, 
that I had to keep in some sort of wicker accoutrement, <laughs> then I would be talking about the movie Basket Case, which there are three, which we will be talking about, and... As you'll see in this first movie, I don't believe that... Uh, don't say anything about it. I don't know anything this. about this. But when you mention breast cancer, breast cancer, I'm just saying, check for lumps. <laughs> oh, God. What? Uh, you'll see. You'll uh, find so out. Confused. You'll find out. Next, yeah, so next week we're starting with 1982 Basket Case from director Frank Henenlotter, and it's going to be a crazy one. I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm excited to give out the Pier 1 Wicker gift cards that we're going to have for all the listeners <laughs> you tune in. Don't say that. Oh, don't say that. I'm not buying gift cards for no one. Yeah, not Pier 1. God, at least say like the Container Store <laughs> it's Cost Wicker. Plus World Market. Where we else can you afford bu- Pier 1? Where <laughs> else are you going to get Wicker? <sighs> no one shops there. All right. A DVD of the Wicker Man that I've owned for 15 years. <laughs> there you go. That's a better price. <laughs> All right, uh, let's wrap this up here. Uh, Eliz, where can people keep in touch with us? Please uh, send us your suggestions for future franchises and any follow-up questions that you have to sequelrights at gmail.com and find us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at sequelrights. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We love all five of your stars. Yeah, and thanks again to my brother for the theme music at the top. We'll see you guys next week for Basket Case. Oh, we're floating. West and east, we go floating. Free and released from the hands that gave us flight. Hands too little to hold on tight. Now we float forever in and out of sight. It went so much, the music, or the rain that started to fall. The miracle part of Woodstock was the peace that happened at all. Peace could happen at all Heard they tried it again But me and my stream Feel you can't relive a one-time thing So we're floating, floating South and dark We go floating